We have our first batch of Utah win totals for 2024. So how many games will the Utes win? Let's discuss on today's Locked On Utes. You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and thank you for making Locked On Utes your first listen every single day. We are available on all platforms, including YouTube and wherever you may get your podcast. If this is your first time listening to our show, make sure you like and subscribe. Love interacting with all of you in the YouTube comments as well as on social media where you can follow our show at Locked On Utes on X. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes waiver for your small business, and that's what LinkedIn is for. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. There's a sponsor of our episode today. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's all caps, no spaces. Locked on college terms and conditions do apply. My name is JT Wistersill, former intern inside the University of Utah Athletic Department. And on today's show, excited to be joined by the Deseret News' Ryan McDonald to talk about win totals for 2024. It's never too early, Ryan. We haven't even gotten to March Madness yet. we got to talk about this. We are going to get to some madness occurring in February, not March, with the men's basketball team. I'll also talk about the spring captains in a moment. But got to start with Big 12 win total projections were put out by thesportsbook.com. Josh Furlong was the one who tweeted this out, so originally alerting us to the fact that these were available because I apologize to sportsbook.com. I was not familiar with their work until I saw these win totals posted, but I think it's always interesting to talk about. So Utah is listed at nine and a half. For me, I would take the over there and feel good about it, but I'm curious with you. We can talk about where the losses and everything may fall on the schedule. When you look at that nine and a half number, would you go over or under? You know, I've, I've learned to, always trust the the, the books and and i i get this far Good out goal. in advance this far out in advance is is hard to do but as i was looking at, at the schedule um i was i was and and yeah we can uh go through that you know i was kind of thinking yeah. you know the first eight nine yeah i see a lot of wins in there but then down the stretch we'll we'll kind of see so i was thinking yeah nine ten eleven you know somewhere i you know i um, it's hard for me to, to think that Utah might get out of there with just one loss, but maybe, maybe they get out of there with just one loss. So you're looking at 11. So yeah, I, I think kind of right in that nine to 10 range feels pretty darn good to me. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think that that nine and a half is, is right on a, a pretty, uh, intriguing number as far as putting money on nine and a half. I think it's a really good number. I mean, if it was 10 and a half, you'd be like, whoa, whoa, they only lose one. Like that's tough to put my money on, but it's like, they got to lose two. And like most years I would be like, ah, this is a Utah team that they have lost two games in the regular season year after year. But there was a time a few years ago when Utah had a pretty easy regular season schedule. That was in 2019, and they did manage to go 11-1. and one. And just based on looking at this schedule, I feel it's very similar to that. I'm not the only one. And 24-7 released their list of the easiest schedules. Utah was in the top five of it. And I think that makes sense based on what's seen here. Now, it you do get a tough stretch of the Oklahoma State and then Arizona games back-to-back. But Utah is very good at home. They have yet to lose a game at home since 2018 in which they're – 
like the best quarterback, the starting quarterback was supposed to be there. Like, yeah, yes, Bo- Oregon, Bo Nicks, they were very good. But, like, it's not like they came in and beat Cam Rising. They still came in and beat Bryson Barnes. There's a huge difference in the play for those guys, too. So I think that's something to keep in mind for how it's going to be difficult for Arizona. Arizona, they're not going to be look like what we thought they were. They will still be good. Fafita is still there. McMillan is still there. They took some hits because of Jed Fish leaving. So that will leave them a little more vulnerable. Not ideal to have to come to Salt Lake, too. Obviously, the Oklahoma State game is the other one you look at where you're like, that could be a loss, and that's the toughest road game. So if you're like, okay, that's where the loss is. I've said before on my prediction, if I had to give a loss right now, because even though I look at these and I almost like you, I like Utah in almost every single matchup, that's just not realistic of how this works. You lose a game you're not supposed to. I actually pegged them to lose the Colorado game just because of how good I think Shador Sanders is. is. I've talked about that a few times. I just don't love that matchup with the top overall pick in the 2025 NFL draft against a still pretty good Utah secondary. But once again, it's not a game Utah should lose, but it's the one I look at them to use. So I do have Utah going 11 and one based on their regular season schedule right now. Cause there's just not a lot of difficult games on here that I see Kyle Whittingham squad losing. Yeah. So the, just like you, um, the first one that I looked at was Oklahoma state and thought mm, that one's a little dicey. Same mm-hmm. as you, Arizona. I, I don't know what they're going to be, you know, with a new head coach. You, you're exactly right. They bring back Fafita and Tedero McMillan, but, in you know, I, I don't know. But I feel like you said, I, I feel good about them being at home. TCU, which TCU team is going to be, you know, is going to show up? Is it going to be the one that got to the national championship game or is it, you know, I guess two seasons ago now, um, or is it going to be the one that wasn't great last year, you know? And again, it's at home for Utah, so maybe give the edge to Utah there. And yeah, then like you, Colorado, never know what Dion's, you know, I, I don't know. <laughs> Just like going into his first season, I'm, I have no idea what to expect from Dion, and and I, I feel the same way this year. Um, you're you're exactly right about his son, though. Shadur is awesome, so we'll see. Um, Iowa State is that's another team too. Uh, sometimes they're really good, and sometimes they're pretty meh, pretty not good. So, yeah, um, was that one at home? Yeah, that one. Okay, that one's at home for Utah. Um, yeah. So, and and you bring up the point of you kind of always lose one that maybe you should win, and. I think kind of vice versa a little bit. So I'm I'm saying at least two losses um in the regular season. And then and then so what that puts you at ten and two. And and then that then that that's where that gets dice. I think another factor that, that probably needs to be talked about is what's Cam gonna be like? You yes. know, is, is he and Utah does have a pretty, on paper, a pretty easy, we'll call it, first three weeks of the season to maybe get get uh, Cam. So maybe by Oklahoma State, he'll be completely, you know, back to to whatever. But I still think they're, you don't know what he's going to be like. And and so, yeah, I, I think two to three losses is is – maybe fair to it to, to think right now. And so that gets you right at that nine and a half, you know, that, that nine and a half number that that's pretty zesty when you're thinking about money to put on it or not. So. 
Them and Kansas State are high, tied with the tiest uh, win total odds in this listing. Not far behind. Uh, UCF is eight and a half. That seems really high to me. I like that they brought in KJ Jefferson. I like Gus Malzone. I know he said that like six losses is unacceptable. And like in the grand scheme of things, I can get behind that. But I mean, they got TCU, Colorado, Florida, Iowa State, BYU, Arizona, Utah at West Virginia. Like that, I'm very curious to see if they can meet the eight and a half total there too. Some of the other ones, Kansas state, I where I said Kansas, but Kansas state there, Kansas is another one. Um, any guesses on who is tied for the lowest in this oh, Ryan? You know, I saw the tweet earlier and now, um, yeah, shout out Josh for long. If any guys want to look at it, <laughs> shout out Josh for long. Um, probably Arizona state and yep. Baylor. Uh, Baylor's five and a half. It's okay. uh, BYU is actually okay. also in there. Okay. Sorry, Cougar fans. And okay. then Houston is also in there. And Utah has all three of those teams on their schedule while avoiding teams like going to Texas Tech. They don't have to see Kansas or Kansas State. So that's where this favorable schedule matches up for them. But it's going to be interesting. We thought this year they would have a chance to repeat that chance was taken away from even really happening when cam got hurt and brant never came back but interesting to see what utah can do this year and i think the schedule definitely sets up so if you guys are looking at that action remember it was at sportsbook.com that released those odds and you can head over to them to check them out today now of course we just talked about cam rising brant keithy massive pieces to the utah football team those are two of the four spring captains. That right, spring ball is getting closer. Want to talk about who those spring captains were named to be with all of you in one moment. But first, want to talk about one of the sponsors of today's episode of Locked On Utes in our friends at LinkedIn Talent Solutions. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs is the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. They have a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it easy and the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. LinkedIn does all the winning, while all that while making the process easy and intuitive. Hiring is easy when you have that many qualified candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats that they just don't have the time and resources to hire. But that's why LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process hiring process easier. They just launched a feature that helps your write job descriptions, make the processing time even quicker. 2.5 million small businesses use LinkedIn for hiring. So you can head over and post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free terms and conditions do apply. Ryan is spring ball inches closer. We got our release officially of the Utah football spring captain straight from, and if you're like sources, the Utah athletic football athletic count posted it a graphic with the four captains. I think if we all would have said like, okay, who's going to be who, if you had to put all your money on like who one captain was going to be, we put cam rising. Kyle Whittingham said he's one of the best leaders I've ever been around. And sure enough, cam rising is one of the captains named. Not surprising to see that at all. Also Brant Keithy, when you just talk about his wealth of experience, I think it makes a lot of sense to see him in that spot too. And then defensively the longest tenure guys that have been really there's been other players that have been a part of it but like Karene Reed and Junior Tafuna I think of those guys so much with both Pac-12 championships especially Tafuna for being the defensive freshman of the year then you look at what he's just year in and year out Karene Reed is men on the interior for the defense seems like a really good group of captains lead and leaders to me Ryan yeah for sure real quick 
not to to disrupt. I just realized I'm wearing a blue shirt under here. Sorry, Utah <laughs> fans. I don't know if Utah. No one. I've done it before too. They will. They will say something every once in a while. There's not a ton, but every once in a while you'll get something. So if yeah. you do, I'm gonna laugh now. Yeah. I I I thought I might get something. So just realize that. <laughs> um, but back to the back to the captains. Yeah, I mean, obviously Cam, Brand Keithy. Yeah. Um, defense. You know, maybe you'd think it was a little bit interesting that that someone like Lander Barton wasn't there, but yeah, he's bad. he's he's the quiet leader sort. You know, Perene's been with the team for longer. Yeah, yeah, and I you know I think the Bartons have always kind of been the quiet, you know, unsung. Let's just work, you know, let's kind of lead by example type thing. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that's just not how he leads is is by rah, rah, you know? And, and so, um, so it makes sense. Yeah. Those guys make sense. And, and Barton's on the the leadership council. So yeah, I, I think those are four great captains for, Two on on both sides of the ball for sure. We didn't even talk about that pre-show, Ryan. But what a segue for you by you as we are about to talk about that leadership council right there. So diving into that a little bit further, we'll talk about Cam Rising as a member of that. Of course, you got the captain still, Cam Brandt, Junior Shafuna, Karine Reed, Lander Barton is a member of that, and man, Lander is just a guy that you would just you could just see how big he is and how well he moves. Like that's not I'm not saying oh man I think he's too big like no 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 no. he he's fine he's i just could not imagine as someone who played offensive line in high school like i just could never imagine trying to block lander barton and i had to block some decent guys back in the day some of those guys even off to the nfl and there's a reason i'm hosting this podcast and not in the nfl i didn't do that exactly very well but lander's a guy i just would not want to get in front of also get leabani de mooney wealth of experience from his time at stanford connor o'toole been with this team for a long time now too so i think he has a really good understanding just of what it takes to succeed at utah gone through a position change even get some maya vaughn on here too obviously his wealth of experience at the cornerback spot money parks the most veteran receiver makai bernard the most veteran running back keanu tanovasa i've met him on an occasion and just the way he goes after and works i love his inclusion on this list and uh mickey sugataraga the definition of a team guy he moved the, the tight end, the position change from tight end to defensive line was a huge change for him. And I thought he did. He look, there were ups and downs, but I thought he did as good as he could in a guy in his first year in that role and really embraced that change as much as much as he could. So I think this is a really good group, and you, and you get a lot of guys with vastly different paths and experiences. And I think that's what makes for the best kind of leaders when you get the collaboration amongst everyone who has taken a different path. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all those guys who who looked, I, I was like, "Yep, yeah, that one makes sense." I love Makai Bernard. Yeah, you know, he just yeah, team guy. You know, and I I think he's he's great. Um, yeah, I, I think it is a really. It's not just the stars, you know, the 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 stars. You know, it's it's maybe some guys who you you wouldn't think, but clearly they. I'm sure I'm I'm ha- not in their locker room, but I'm I'm sure some of those guys who maybe aren't the stars on the field are are the sort who are are strong in the locker room, you know, and and yeah. and so and you probably got a good mix of guys in terms of guys who who different players can connect with and so forth. So yeah, I I think the I'm not sure how many programs do this leadership council concept um but 
I, I think, I think it's, it's a, like 67 to be exact, right? What? What? I, oh, I just totally made up a number, Ryan. I'm joking <laughs> with you. <laughs> I, was, I was like, oh, he knows? Like, that's, impre- that's impressive. <laughs> I don't know, but I think it's a good idea. I, I really like the leadership council idea and, yeah, beyond just the captains. I think the communication that Utah seems to have between their staff and players has what's allowed – Kyle Winningham, who is an older coach, just in terms of how long he's, I mean, he's one of the most experienced coaches in college football. When you look at when he first became the head coach to now, I think this was allowed him to succeed and thrive. I think Mike Gundy at Oklahoma state's also done a really good job of this, right? When you see guys like uh, a, a uh, TCU, Gary Patterson, a couple of years ago, his, his way kind of fell out and there's a tons of other examples of coaches and who haven't been able to adapt. And I know the NIL era, it's crazy and all these other things like that too, but I give a lot of credit to Utah for being able to adapt in this era. I think they've done a good job having different voices included. And I, once again, I just love that all of these guys have different backgrounds, whether you're a transfer like Cam Rising, you're a low recruit who made yourself into a star like Brant Keithy, who's been through a lot with this team. You're a high recruit like Lander Barton. You've been with a different program like a Leavani Dumuni and experienced success there. Obviously, Cam wasn't, he was a backup at Texas, didn't experience a lot of success there. Guys have gone through position changes, guys who came on strong early. I think the one thing that is interesting is just looking at this. There's not an offensive lineman on the list, but you know, all of these guys we know are going to get a lot of playing time. I've said before, I don't think anyone on the offensive line based on last year's performance should have their spot locked down. I think there's lots of guys who should be the front runner for their spots based on their performances. And I expect them to start, but I don't think there's anyone where I'm like, Oh yeah, he's a slam dunk to start at this position on the offensive line versus last year. I knew Keaton bills and Satao Laumea were, were going to do that. So it's going to be interesting to see how the spring goes for Utah, but like this group of ca- captains and the leadership council, I think it's in a good, good space to make sure the spring goes well and is productive because Guys like Spencer Fano, the experience he got in the spring last year were paramount to him having a successful fall camp, and I think it's great that Utah has this group in place. And you're right, Brian. I have no idea how many other schools uh, do do it, despite what I may have let on and said earlier, but it it is a good thing that I think Utah does as well. And speaking of good things, how about the Utah men's basketball team and what Brandon Carlson did tonight? Want to talk about that crazy ending to Utah versus UCLA in one moment, but first want to talk to all of you about one of the sponsors of today's episode of Locked On Utes. It's our great friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because right now new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. It's $150 if your bet wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On. That's capital L-N-O, no spaces, to shoot your shot. FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NBA. All-Star Weekend just wrapped up. What a crazy one it was from Celebrity Game Madness to the dunk contest controversies endlessly to All-Star Game itself. Always interesting, the lack of defense and high scoring, but always something to behold. And now the regular season is here, going to be coming to more ramped up. The intensity ramps up. And make sure you guys head over to FanDuel today to check out all of their great NBA offers. Speaking of basketball, Ryan, how about the Utah men's basketball team? We'll talk about the game in total for a second, but you know, Utah wins at 70 to 69. It's 68, 69 with just a few seconds on the clock. Davion Smith drives to the hoop, trying to go coast to coast and just ends up throwing it off the glass so high, nearly out of bounds. And because of how high it bounced off the glass, Brandon Carlson coming in from behind and makes to what my opinion is 
is his top play during his time as a running Ute. Would love to hear some of your guys' other nominees. Brand's obviously done great things. Utah's all-time leader in block. How could he not have be well accomplished? Scored so many points for the running Utes. But this is the play, the moment. I'm so happy he could add basically a buzzer beater to that. And what a play it was. The hustle, the put back, the W. Man, like you said it, but everything – Everything about it was just huge. The play design was awesome by mm-hmm. Craig Smith. Um, Davon Smith to get it to get the down the court that quick, you know, like um Carlson to trail behind, you know, like everything, everything was awesome. And it was huge. People, I think probably a lot of the listeners of this show will know the name Parker Van Dyke. But a, a lot of the a lot of people were comparing that to to this to his game winner years ago. I don't know how many years ago that would have been now. Uh, um, against UCLA, he had an awesome yes, he game, did game winner. Um, several years ago now. Um, yeah, I, and and talking big picture, like Utah is at the point where. It's kind of must win pretty much every game. Yes, absolutely. In, in terms of their their NCAA tournament, and so I was I was I wasn't watching the game super close, but I was following it, you know. And and it was kind of going back and forth the whole second half, and and I'm like, oh, Utah's not going to do this, and this is going to be the end of their NCAA tournament hopes, and you know, I was thinking all this stuff, and. Man, just what a what a huge win all the way around for Utah. It was awesome. It's a monster, it's a monster win. It's crazy. I'm watching the playback right now, even as we're talking about it. it is, it's a great play drawn up by Craig Smith, like you said, because it gets Davon Smith a layup. And it's just one he can't. And it's also, I mean, there's some bad defense by the Bruins. Like, I'm not saying this is all Craig Smith, but this is a, this is why UCLA has been as bad as they are in the season, too. There's just a million things that's going to cause Cronin to get all red in the face like he's anger from inside out as he's tend to do so often throughout his tenure there but just a case where Carlson's energy and effort were rewarded and even though Smith missed that layup I mean still 17 points 10 assists a monster day for him Carlson added 17 of his own Bajima and Madsen combining for 11 to Utah not getting a ton from their bench just five from Erickson but still just once again, Utah finding a way. Uh, Shout-out Stefanovic for having a pretty good game. The former Ute had 19, 8 of 9 shooting on free throws, but Utah gets it done. There's 16 and 10 now overall on the season, and they got some winnable games coming up at Colorado. It's not going to be an easy one, but it's one they definitely can, and I believe they should win that one. Then they're going to take on Cal, and then the trip up to Eugene to take on the Ducks, but before that, they'll head to Corvallis to take on Oregon State. Only a few games remaining. As the Pac-12 regular season comes to a close, it's going to be a fun conclusion to see how it all plays out for Utah. But this was a huge win, Ryan, and it's just going to be fun to continue to follow along with Utah and see what they can do, just like I encourage all of you listeners to go and follow along with Ryan at thedesertnews.com. Also, you can follow his Twitter at Ryan W. McDonald, or excuse me, his ex at Ryan W. McDonald. Ryan, thank you for joining us. Absolutely. Always a pleasure. That's going to do it for today's edition of Locked On News. We'll be back with you talking all things Utah football and Utah athletics tomorrow. We look forward to seeing you then.